Mac Voices Live at Mac and Tech. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is a special Mac Voices Live. Uh, we have the privilege of presenting to the Mac and Tech user group. Mac and Tech, welcome. It's great to have you, and thanks for having us. We really, really appreciate it, and we appreciate you letting us record a Mac Voices Live. So we have asked Mac and Tech to mute their mics until they have questions, um, just to prevent the camera from jumping around, and you know how that goes. Joining me tonight is uh, Mac and Tech member Mark Stevenson, who is going to uh, contribute to the discussion. Mark, it's great to have you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chuck, for having me. It's a pleasure. And Mr. Jeff Gamut is here also because he's a, a good friend of Mac and Tech. And also, how can you just not have Jeff Gamut on the show? <laughs> no, I, um, I, I get it. Um, you, you needed to fill one more slot. And, uh, and so here I am. Um, actually, uh, this is a lot of fun. So thanks for being here. And uh, Mark, you're, you're being far too humble right now. Uh, you're not simply a Mac and Tech member. Uh, Chuck, just so you know, Mark is uh, is uh, uh, a very highly regarded Apple consultant in the front range. So uh, it's actually really cool to get to do a presentation with Mark. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have to give you background information. I worked for Apple for about a decade, and for the last decade, I've done independent Apple consulting with many of the people here at Macintech. Well, see, nobody told me that, <clears> Mark. <throat> so, and, I, I, you and know, heroes you need to I, try his uh, his what are they rum balls that you that you bring to the holiday party? They are. <laughs> they are. So that's why these meetings are so popular. Now I'm starting to understand. Okay. Okay. Well, Andy asked us to talk about some of the new Apple hardware and the configurations we would recommend. And so as an Apple shareholder, I want to say just everybody go out and buy everything, buy all the configurations, you know, spend your money, drive that stock up. We'll be good. What do you think? Well, Chuck, I've done part of that. I've actually <laughs> bought three of the things that we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my, my I'm doing my part, and I'm yeah. also an Apple stockholder. Yeah, it's just, Jeff, I, I am not a any? stockholder, uh, but the last time I had to go to the Genius Bar for uh, uh, tech support, and you know it's bad when I have to go to the Genius Bar. They brought up my uh, my ID, and they just kept scrolling through screens of uh, of everything that I own. They were, they yeah. were, I'm not sure if they were impressed or if they felt bad for me, but uh, at one point the genius did stop and he went, huh, wow. And then started scrolling again. You know, you know, Jeff, that's interesting because the last time I went to an Apple store and I asked if they knew Jeff Gamut and they said, we have no idea who that is. You know, the famous podcaster, he's almost as famous as Chuck Joyner. Sell your Apple no, stock. They had no idea at all. Sell all your Apple stock right now. I can't believe how low Apple has fallen. 
I'm calling Tim. He's gonna he's gonna hear from me. The fact that you have Tim's phone number, Jeff, says something right there that I don't I didn't have Tim's tell you phone which number. Tim I'm gonna call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also want to make sure we say hello in in the chat room because we are sending this out live on YouTube, um, and it looks like about uh, a good half of the Mac Voices live panel members are there watching this to see to watch us crash and burn, Jeff. So <laughs> sweet. I'm sure they'll they'll help us along. So you know, no pressure. Yeah. So Mark, you said that you've purchased uh, three of the of the products that we're going to talk about. So I'll let you start us off. What three products do you have, and tell us about the configurations of each? Oh, you're muted. The first was the biggest in size, Chuck, and it was an iMac all fully loaded to replace the 2017 iMac with the Fusion Drive, which was almost at full capacity of a terabyte. And between my wife and I, we were getting too many beach balls and it was just slow and a number of problems. So it was to fix those problems. And this one came out with the M1. As an Apple consultant, I wanted to have some experience with that to see for myself how much faster this would be at that point. That was the first, um, that was the first product. And it just came um, with uh, wonderment to me, they actually shipped it early. And it wasn't supposed to be here until the day before this meeting, but I actually got it late last week and I've had a time to go through and put it through its paces. And so I can speak a little bit about that uh, later on. Uh, the second product I bought was an AirTag. And I like to tell my wife is that where I should have put it is on her iPhone, which she's continually asking me, where's my phone? Can't you help me find my phone? Why don't you call my phone for me? Whatever, because I don't know where it is. And inevitably it's left not in the couch, but it's uh, in a different room, sometimes in the bathroom, sometimes in her car. The good news is that she's always found it. But at this point, I've got an AirTag on my keys just to see how it was operating. And the third product that I got, which I I got early just because it offered some benefits that were just driving me crazy, was the new remote control. And at the time, you can see this, I had, whoop, anyway, there it is. I got the new remote control for the Apple TV. At the time, I had an Apple TV HD, the one that came out in 2017. And what drives me crazy about the previous remote, among other things, was the lack of a mute button. And so this baby actually has that, plus some other uh, features that are nice, but mainly it was for uh, easier operation and the mute button. So those are the three products that I've, I've gotten so far. Jeff, I've kind of lost track of, of which of those products you have or which of some of the other new Apple products you have. What have you invested in? Um, well, let's see. Um, of course, iPhone 12 Pro. And uh, and I did not get the new iPad because it turns out that the the iPad Pro that I have is still so good and so fast that uh, that I couldn't justify spending the money on the on the new M1 model, and uh, 
to me, that's actually saying a lot because I do all of my video editing and rendering on my iPad Pro. Uh, uh, now, AirTags, I do have a couple of those. I, I bought one so I could do some testing and, uh, and even did a video where I had a friend take my AirTag and walk away from me, and then I had to go find them. And I found them, so that's good. They're not lost. Uh, and then ended up getting another one because it turns out that even though I bought it for testing, I was carrying it around in whatever bag I had with me at the time. So second one made sense. And um, I am looking, though, at that new remote for Apple TV because uh, I, I have the same Apple TV that Mark does. And I don't use my remote a lot because I have a, um, a Harmony remote. And even still, I, I use the Apple remote just enough that I need to keep it nearby. And I dropped it the other night and it broke the touch pad surface. Ooh. Yeah. So now I'm deciding, do I get the new remote or do I find someone that already got the new remote and they don't need the old one anymore and buy that off of them for cheap? Well, Chuck, I have an extra one I'm willing to sell you, but not for cheap. <laughs> I see capitalism in action. So, so Jeff, I just bought a uh, Apple 4K uh, TV. It came with a new remote and it is so much better than the previous remote. I don't need to use my TV remote at all now anymore. It turns the TV on, puts it onto the, onto the correct uh, input, uh, can find anything I want with the Siri remote. Uh, the only complaint I have is that the touchpad may be just a little too sensitive when trying to uh, go forwards and backwards. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably a nice problem to have. I well, I guess, you know, anything to an extreme, but at least it's responsive as opposed to trying to change yes. channel or do something and not have it respond. So that's good. That's good. So um, Chuck, which of these products have you purchased or are you contemplating getting? Yeah, so I bought, um, I did invest in the new iPad um, simply because I had the first generation iPad Pro and it would not support the current uh, Apple, Apple Pencil. Um, but more importantly, um, I just did not have enough memory in it, um, en enough storage. And so when I got the new one, I went a little crazy and got the one terabyte version, um, mainly because I wanna do more of what Jeff's doing, that is edit video on the iPad. Um, I was doing a little bit of that, but it seemed like I always had to delete movies or different things off of the iPad. Uh, to to have adequate space. And of course, with the old iPad, you didn't have the USB-C connection. So therefore, external storage was a challenge to say the least. Chuck, yeah, Chuck how long have you, you had the one that you have now? The new one? How long have you had one? it to use it? Um, let's see, what's it been? About, about five weeks, maybe? Five or six weeks, something like that. And what's your take on its performance relative to what you had before? Oh, it's, I mean, it's kind of staggering from a performance standpoint, and, and I'm not stressing it out, um, with the exception, of course, of the video. Um, the video um, editing using LumaFusion, it's much, 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 much snappier. You know, it, it definitely 
and not to say that it was a dog on the old machine, but there was there was some lag and all, and now it just feels like working on a laptop. Um, the one thing I did buy that I, I I wasn't sure. In fact, I bought it with the intent of probably sending it back, but I wanted to find out if I'd like it. Is the uh, the Magic Keyboard, and now I don't want to let it go because it it is so nice to have the option of the keyboard and the trackpad right there, just like a MacBook. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fast and fair personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. If you are carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you are on a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so that you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off all your debt with a personal loan, and it's all done online. Upstart is different from other lenders because they know that you are more than just your credit score. Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. And it doesn't take days or weeks. A quick five-minute online rate check lets you see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL so they know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now and get your debt under control. Thanks to Upstart for supporting MacVoices. But did you, Chuck, or did you buy or did you already have a dock to go along with that, given the, the limitation of the number of reports that the new iPad Pro has? Um, Using it with a dock. Yeah, a lab of, well, forgive me, I'm not sure I understand the question. What do you mean the limit, the number of limitation on number of ports? So the iPad Pro has got a USB-C port, is that right? Right. Yes. You've got a magic keyboard attached to it as well. You have external Thunderbolt um, storage drives that, or do you use a second monitor for it? The things that you might need a dock to connect those to, to connect the port on the iPad Pro. Ah, okay. I see where you're going. Um, n- no, I've, I have not used a second monitor with it. I have used an external storage device, um, a Thunderbolt drive, and... Um, Frankly, I have not, I have docks with it. I just have not had the need to use a dock to plug all those things in and together. Um, because of course, with the keyboard, it does so through the other connector. So it's not like it's it's taking up the USB-C port. Um, but, you know, that's one of those things. Sooner or later, I will get around to having that need or want. But for right now, it's I'm, I'm using the iPad Pro as an independent device um, just itself along with the magic keyboard. Question, what is there more than one port? I did not realize that on the iPad. You said it plugs into the other port, so the USB-C is free. Um, a magnetic connector. Yeah. It, it's, it's, those three little dots on the back of your iPad, that's actually a port. Yeah, or at least I consider it a port because that's how it connects, so it's if you if you define port as something that you plug something into, then then it would not meet that definition. But it is something that you can connect the magic keyboard to 
that does not occupy then the USB-C port as opposed to a USB-C keyboard, which would. So, uh, Mark, you were asking Chuck about uh, about using a dock. Uh, I have been using a dock with my iPad Pro, and so my, mine is just one generation behind now. And what I've been doing is using the Thunderbolt dock that I have for my MacBook Pro. And when I'm not using the MacBook Pro at my desk, and I want to have uh, more peripherals available to me, external storage, whatever, I just move my laptop out of the way and plug my iPad in. And uh, and then everything that I was using already, I'm now using with my Mac, or excuse me, with my iPad. And it's crazy how seamless that is. Like even using my external display. Now, what I'm looking forward to in iOS 15 is when I can use my external display properly instead of having it just be this small mirror of what my screen is actually showing. Because I've got a 32-inch display here. I, I want to really take advantage of it. And uh, this fall, we'll be able to do it. See, Jeff likes to bring up that 32-inch display every chance he gets just to make all of us jealous. Yes, well, it's all I that. have, Chuck. Don't take this away from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. We right. can all see that display and the fact that he's filling up our screens right now. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Chuck, I'm going to jump back to something you said in passing, but... Uh, uh, we need to kind of dive into it. And you said that you went crazy and bought the one terabyte model. And from my perspective, you did not go crazy. You actually made the right and intelligent choice for your new iPad. And the reason being is because with the new models, you have to hit a terabyte or more for the storage to get the other features that you, as someone that's editing video, needs because you get the extra RAM and you get the better video performance. Yes, absolutely true. Um, and that was part of the consideration. Uh, you know, I've, I, I priced the two terabyte and I just said, that's, I can't justify that, especially with the USB-C port. I mean, that changes the game a little bit because now you have easy, fast external storage options with with the with the new iPad Pro that you really didn't have. I mean, you had some before with the old Lightning ports, but nothing like you do now. And I and I have to apologize because you know it's funny how you think about the different ways you use your devices. But um, I just took uh, a couple of weeks off and went on vacation, and I did take a a dock along for the HDMI connection so that I could put uh, movies from the iPad up on the hotel TV. And it did work seamlessly. And it's, it's funny how I, I didn't even think about that use case. I'm, I'm thinking how I normally use the iPad, um, but that was a piece of cake. You know, In fact, I had more trouble accessing the controls on the hotel TV to switch H HDMI ports than I did hooking the iPad to the TV itself. So, you know, it's it's if that's a consideration or a concern of yours, don't let it be. And Jeff, I'm glad to hear you're saying that it works as seamlessly with everything else on a day to day basis, as I would expect. Yeah, it's great. And I also have a little pocket size USB-C dock that uh, I can travel with and that gets me my uh, my USB-A ports. It has HDMI. 
on it. And so I can just take this little thing. Oh, and it does pass through for power. So uh, uh, I can I can charge my iPad while I'm using uh, external peripherals, plug in that HDMI cable, and then I'm back to the to the spot you're in where the, the biggest tassel is trying to figure out how to get the hotel TV on the right HDMI port. Right. At, at the risk of an endorsement, um, this is the one that I've been using, the pluggable. Um, and it, it, it's, I mean, it's very light. It's very simple. It's very easy. And that's what was working for me wonderfully. So, and I, I'm, I'm afraid to tell you, call it, call it 25 or $30, maybe a little more on Amazon. Um, but it's, it's a, a great choice. There are a lot of great, great HDMI, excuse me, USB-C docs out there. Um, this was one I decided to get just so I could throw it in the pack and have it available at all times anywhere for when I need it. And on vacation, I needed it. So. How much USB, how many, excuse me, how many USB ports does that have? Um, this one, let's see. Well, it has a USB-C. Um, it has two USB-As on this, on this particular hub. Okay. With gigabit and and it supports pass pass through charging as well as Jeff mentioned. Because I have a ton of US regular USB peripherals, and of course right. my new iMac <laughs> isn't going to be USB. Yeah. Um, on on that note, I mean, I had that problem, you know, when I got went to the MacBook Pro and I had all these old portable drives with the USB-A connector. Um, and you can go on Amazon and um, Anchor is the name that I would I would recommend. But for like five, seven dollars per adapter, you'll get a little USB to USB-C adapter that you can just plug on the end of those and just leave it there um, and, and make everything compatible with um, well, in this case, the iPad, but more importantly for you, the uh, the iMac. It, it's it's a cheap yeah. upgrade for those. Yeah, Chuck, uh, the new iMac, the one I got, has four USB-C ports, two of them Thunderbolt. And so I kn knew that uh, USB-A jump drives and things like that, I would need something else. So I spent seven bucks or something like this on an Amazon Essentials USB-C to USB adapter. And as you suggested, I just leave it plugged in. And so it's there when my wife needs to plug in a jump drive or something else that she might have. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit paranoid since USB carries power. Um, I'm just a little paranoid about buying anything that's, that's and Amazon's a fine brand, um, but I've kind of like the the anchor and some of some of those, so. You know, it's maybe a couple bucks more, a couple bucks cheaper, but no matter how, it, it's it's uh, it's is not prohibitive by by any means. So, Mark, you meant you failed to mention two things, or if you said the one, I missed it. What was the configuration of your iMac and the all important? What was the color? Uh, muted. He's muted because it's a secret. I did. If he tells it's a us, secret. he'll have yeah. to kill us. <laughs> you know, I feel apologetic, but I got the silver because it looked uh, it looked the best to me in the office. It was the most familiar. And when, like a good husband, I threw all the color selections um, 
for the opinion of my wife, she liked the silver too. So a smart man does not go against his wife um, all the time. So I got the silver configuration for the most important thing. I got the two terabyte hard drive, I maxed the memory, and I got the machine that had the, the four ports, two Thunderbolt and two USB-C. Thinking that normally I buy high and keep things a long time, unless there's an overwhelming reason performance-wise why, uh, why I would do otherwise. So I bought high and I've been very pleased with limited experience of four or five days so far. Oh, so you're really brand new with this. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't order, I didn't get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and order uh, to get the earliest delivery in late May, early July, whatever. So my July, mid-July date um, was almost six, eight weeks out at this point. Talk about uh, deferred gratification, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got a couple of emails from Apple indicating that it was going to be delivered earlier than planned which was great because I've got a vacation planned. And I was uh, worrying about the dilemma that, at, that Andy is, is <clears throat> facing right now would be is what's going to happen if Apple tries to deliver this when I'm on vacation? And I know there's some workarounds on that. They'll hold you and all that. So I was very pleased that four or five days earlier, uh, they showed up at 1030 in the morning and dropped off the iMac. Hmm. That's good. Jeff, I know you don't have a new iMac, um, but if you were going to do one, which color would you get? Because this seems to be one of the biggest questions. I actually went into the Apple store masked on, even even though I'm double vaccinated, I, I like to play it safe. Um, I went in to look at all the colors and it's actually a really tough call because uh uh, the colors look cool. My problem is I think the color on the back should be on the front also because the the richer, the richer deeper color looks so much better. I, I did fall in love with the blue. Um, purple looks pretty cool too. Uh, but that orange is surprisingly cool looking. Uh, but I would probably end up with blue. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. it. I was surprised because um, I got to see them in person for the first time last week. And I was surprised at how much I liked all of the colors. Not that I hate, I thought there was anything that was really ugly, you know, when I was looking at them on the website, but they all really were, they were something I, I feel like I could put on my desk at the office and nobody's going to walk by and, and snicker or say, why did you pick that? Um, it just, they just were that nice. I kind of agree with you on the, you know, the, the, the back color versus the, the front color, but I didn't find the front colors that disappointing. If I had my, if I had my preference, I agree with you. I would just make it uniform, but yeah, the yeah, front colors were disappointing. They're just not as awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Chuck, I had some concern that five years down the road, if I'm still using this machine, that perhaps like the five flavored IMAX around 2000, that maybe that would be a little dated five years from now. And I was thinking that silver would not be dated 
And as I mentioned before, my wife liked that color as well as I did. Mark, I have a question for you. The uh, ports are all on the back. Do you find that the uh, handicap? Not really, because they were there on the side, one or on the back, uh, on the previous IMAX. What I found that was interesting is the headphone port, instead of being on the back right, if you're looking at the iMac, is now on the bottom left of the side of this new iMac. And I find that more convenient, actually, than reaching around like you were doing before to plug in headphones like I'm wearing right now. So, Mark, did you hear why the port is where it is? Not. Enlighten me. It's where it is because the actual plug on the headphone jack is longer than the, the iMac is deep. So they had to <laughs> rotate it 90 degrees so that there's actually room for the for the plug. Good reason. That's a good reason. So when, I'm going to make a plug myself. I have an older iMac. It's a 27-inch with the, uh, Intel, and it has all the ports on the back. And that makes it hard to plug things in. You know, a lot of things stay plugged in, but every once in a while I want to plug something else in. So I get this thing called a Jimmy. Let's see if I can get to think if I turn off my background. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. I know what you mean. I have one. And I wasn't happy with it. So this plugs into the back and comes out underneath, and it makes it very easy to plug a USB uh normal uh a plug into the iMac hmm. so Andy why like wouldn't you have iPhone. it I yeah I I have one of those and I had to remove it it didn't like my iPhone I had no problem with it it wouldn't bring my iPhone up on the screen hmm. interesting Interesting. So what I'm hearing is if anyone is looking for uh, a cheap adapter to bring a USB port to the front of their iMac, uh, hit Andy up. <laughs> She's got one for cheap. So yeah. Maybe she can trade it for We're going to come up with something similar to that for the uh, new iMac. Oh, somebody, somebody will. Somebody will. But, you know, don't, don't overlook – I mean – here we go. This works just fine with an iMac. Um, if you don't mind having that dongle sticking out, and that gives you a bunch of ports that you could, I mean, the, the cable, as you can see from the picture, is not a very long one, but it, it will would give you some play. Um, but there are a lot of great USB Thunderbolt uh, and even USB-C docks out there that, you know, yeah, you're going to spend a little more money, but you're going to get a whole lot more ports. So... A lot of good options if, uh, if you have that need. Uh, Chuck, there's two or three things about the new iMac that I want to, to point out. Um, Andy's question, first of all, would, what people should buy and what they shouldn't buy. If they have need for internet, or excuse me, for ethernet, the bottom end base configuration of the iMac 24-inch does not have ethernet. And the high-end model does, but uniquely, they actually attach it to the external power plug. And back in the, the days when MagSafe applied to laptops, they actually have a power connection, just one cable, 
that attaches magnetically to the bottom back of the iMac. Also gone are the days that Apple has to be apologetic about the uh, front-facing video camera. In this case, it's 1080p, even though in <clears throat> some of the podcasts that I listened to, some people poo-pooed, why didn't they put a 4K uh, camera in the iMac? It's the best one they have so far. So I'm doing this Zoom um, conference, if you will, on that using that camera. So I don't know for people in Macintech, when you're seeing me on this, whether I look substantially different or not from previous iMacs that, that I used that only had a 720 uh, camera. And I can tell you, I, th I think you look great. I'm, I'm not sure that Thank 4K... You. 4K for a, a these this level of iMac seems to be a bit more overkill. I mean, maybe if we get the 32-inch or the, the upgraded 27s, um, that keep the the rumors keep swirling around about maybe you could justify a 4K, but I'm not quite sure. That just I have a hard time justifying a 4K front facing camera on an iMac, and the reason is, what are you using that camera for? 1080p totally makes sense to me. You're using that camera not to create a a, a cinema. Uh, level masterpieces, you're using it to do uh, web streaming and, and video chats, where you'll be lucky to get to that full resolution by the time the stream gets wherever it's going anyhow. So why put, at least today, why put a 4K front-facing camera in an, in an iMac? Uh, down the road, sure, technology is going to advance and it'll make sense, but not today. We'll have more with Jeff Gamut and Mark Stevenson and the Mac and Tech user group in the next edition of Mac Voices, where we talk about our AirTag experiences. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.